Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 233. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week, and I got to tell you what an amazing week we've been having. With this podcast, you know, it's been real hard this week, just trying to catch up. The week has been going by so fast. You know, time is just going by so fast. Uh, we've been, this summer, been real busy, just sticking around town, trying to set, uh, support all these little businesses, trying to support all these events. Uh, I just want to continue what we've been doing each and every week by giving you guys content. I just want to remind you guys, this podcast comes out every Thursday. Every Thursday, you guys can depend on some new content. And I just want to remind you guys also, you can find this podcast on Anchor. You can find this podcast on Spotify and also on Apple Podcasts. Uh, but this week has been a great week. You know, a lot of growth for me this week. Uh, had to really just continue working hard, uh, continue grinding, uh, continue just doing what I've been doing best. You know, each and every week has been something different. Um, and this week, I really learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about uh, what my limits are. And I also been learning how to take care of myself, you know. Uh, this week, I've been still on my workouts, uh, but it's been kind of hard. You know, I've, I've been having this little bit of knee pain. Uh, it started over the weekend, uh, a little bit before the weekend, I, I would have to say, but um, I ended up going to play basketball on Sunday, and after I felt uh, uh, playing basketball, I was feeling really good. Uh, you know, I stretched, um, didn't go too hard, just really uh, worked on my footwork and trying to get myself back into moving in lateral directions. <laughs> you know, it's been a while since I've been playing basketball and being serious about it, uh, but this is also my third weekend in a row going out there and uh, just trying to play. So this past weekend, you know, we ended up playing and <clears throat> didn't go too hard, like I said, uh, but I felt a little discomfort starting on Monday. And, you know, it didn't hurt on Sunday, but it definitely started to develop a little soreness on Monday. And then Tuesday, you know, was dragging around. And then Wednesday, it was really intense. I mean, I got, a, like, it, it felt good, and then all of a sudden, when I, when I was at work, it started to really swell up. Um, I didn't feel like I tore anything. I don't feel like I hurt anything, but I do feel like I kind of overdid uh, myself uh, along with my workouts and then also playing basketball, you know what I mean? So this week I have been really just toning it, toning in, uh, trying to just remember that, you know, even though I'm injured, I, I, I can't go 100. I have to just take my time and, you know, just balance myself to getting there, uh, getting healthy. Uh, but I feel great today. I mean, I woke up. Um, I felt almost like it, it's almost alleviated, but. Um, I could still kind of feel like a little discomfort. I, I just feel like, you know, uh, this is a test for me. Uh, this is a test to still see if I'm, I'm still disciplined throughout the week, 
if I'm going to get my workouts in, if I'm going to still continue to try to change my lifestyle, you know, um, but these are just little roadblocks for me. Um, and I feel like it's just testing me to, uh, get stronger. It's testing me, uh, am I willing to, um, you know, really work at what I, what, what I'm, what I've been working at. Uh, and a lot of it has just been my mentality. A lot of it has just been my, my, the way that I see the world, the way that I see myself, uh, self-reflection of course is a big thing that, you know, drives me just because, um, I, I, I see it and I, and I know things that other people may not know about myself, you know, like I, I understand, like, I have to be active. Like if I'm not active, uh, my body shuts down and I've seen what it has already done with the with the lack of fitness. You know, um if I if I were to have worked out and I were to have been, you know, stretching and doing the right things, I wouldn't be in the situation. Um I would be past the situation, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's a roadblock, but it's also something that goes along with, uh, I, I think, everything that you do, you know, something uh, that you're trying and you're passionate about. And, you know, you, you might have a hurdle that you have to jump and it might either make you feel like you can't do it or make you feel like, man, this is just something that's going to push me to do it even more. And that's where I'm at in this situation. Uh, like I, 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 I'm done really feeling like bad about myself when I get injured like this or I, I can't work out. I usually just now uh, realize it to myself. Like I, this is something that I, I could really work around. So I'm hoping you know throughout this rest of the week I, I still continue to get my workouts in. Um, and then I'm also able, hopefully, this weekend to be able to play some basketball because that's something that I've been loving th these past couple of weeks is just getting out there, shooting the ball, uh, not even thinking about the week. You know, you're, you're there just playing ball and having fun. And that's something that I've been trying to work on with everything that I've been doing. But, you know, sometimes you just got to find an outlet that really lets you just be creative. Um, and I feel like basketball is like an art form. You know, basketball is like painting a picture or writing a book or even recording a podcast. It, 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 there's so many things that intertwine it into one that I feel like I have to continue to do this uh, to get better at other things in my life. Um, and I use a lot of those things like basketball, podcasts, whatever, you know, even relationships. And I and I use those for everyday life, you know. I use those as, uh, I want to say standards, but not really standards, just, just the way that I feel like uh, it should be, you know. Like, I, I should be um, working on my relationships if I know I have a good relationship with my wife. I should know I should be working at different skills if I know my skills are toned in on different things. So I have to continue to be better. We have to continue to be better. And I just challenge you guys just to have a different mindset, you know. Um, I know for me, it, it was it was hard to think about other things that I could do just because I felt like I was limited with just 
my 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 mentality really just my mentality always limited me to what I would want to do. And some of the things that I feel like I, I wanted to do is literally my dreams. Playing basketball, uh, recording podcasts. I mean, I, I've always wanted to become be a rapper or, or something like that. But, you know, I understood, like, that lifestyle is not for me. So I really take this podcasting as if it were my rap career, you know. Uh, just trying to get better at it. Just trying to let people know about it. Let people hear it, you know. Um and that's the same thing with basketball. I used to play to be the best, you know. I used to play to want to win and 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 feel like I have accomplished something with the work that I put in, practicing, uh, shooting, uh, dribbling, and all that. You know, um, it's just something that I, I'm getting back to myself, and it's something that I should have been giving myself a long time ago because it's something that I've been hungry for. And right now, my arms are sore. My, my my sides are sore, you know. I'm feeling great throughout this week, feeling accomplished, feeling like a man almost, you know, like just feeling like I could do a lot more. And I'm at that limit where I'm like, okay, step back a little bit. You're you're putting a lot on your plate, but at the same time, continue with your hunger. So this week, I'm really working on just keeping myself healthy, keeping myself ready to go for what's next, and just always being <clears throat> ready to go. You know, um, that's something that I'm gonna I'm learning myself, uh, and it's been hard, but it's been a great journey, and I've been enjoying this process, you know, and talking with some people, you know, throughout the week, and, and hearing people's, you know, opinions and what they've been thinking about, not only just the pod, but just as a whole, you know, this this whole world is just in a weird situation right now where we don't know. So the, the best thing to do is to be ready for the unknown. And that's what I've been kind of thinking in my head, like, you know, your workouts and everything is not for it, for nothing. It's for what's to come and you may we may not know what it is right now, but later on it it will definitely show its face. So I definitely want to be prepared for whatever goes, whatever's gonna happen, um, and be prepared for the worst at at some at some kind of bad thinking I would say. But <clears throat> the week has been great. The weather has been. Kind of cooling off. I mean, we've had uh, a couple days, I think, now that have been uh, close to 100. Nothing as much as what's going to be, you know, uh, starting on Sunday, it's going to go back to 100. Uh, today's high, I, I think, is going to be 90. And tomorrow on Friday is going to be 93. Uh, and then it's going to change right on Saturday again. And then going into the next week, we're going back to the 100. So make sure you guys are just enjoying this nice weather right now. You know, um, I've been hearing we're going to be seeing some, uh, a lot of different kind of conditions in the next couple weeks. Uh, but I, I just want you guys just to just really tone in on, on things that you want to uh, change in your life, but also uh, don't. Don't be over controlling. Like we have to 
stay disciplined, but we also have to be uh, mindful about what we what we do with ourselves. You know, like we can't overdo it and we can't underdo it. You got to be at this perfect perfect spot, and that's where I'm trying to find. Uh, that's that's exactly what how I want to be, uh, and that's exactly how things are looking. So. Hopefully you guys are sticking around with this uh, podcast, and we got a lot to talk about today, so let's do it. So this week, we were watching a lot of different shows, uh, which we started the Lakers show, but the show that I want to talk about this week is The Last of Us, um, and this is a HBO video game adaptation uh, and the reinvention, I think, of what the apocalypse would be like. Uh, this is not like your typical, you know, zombie movie. Uh, this is more like a scientific breakthrough kind of, I don't know how to say, it's not your typical zombie movie uh, or show. Uh, but I feel like it was a great time for it to come out. Um, especially during, you know, COVID, uh, pandemic time, um, especially on the TV, which HBO, I was surprised that would have such a great, great, uh, show, but this, uh, definitely reminded me of like a 12 monkeys slash walking dead. And if you haven't seen 12 monkeys, uh, it, it was a movie, that was, I think it was in the 90s. Uh, and basically, these monkeys uh, were imprisoned. And then uh, they were, you know, sorry, not, a, not, not 12 monkeys. It's called Outbreak. Uh, but it reminds me of, 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 of that movie. Uh, just basically how people are getting this, this a disease. It's not even a disease. It's a fungi, and this fungi takes over your body uh, and your mind, and basically uh, you become part of this kind of fungi. And people uh, just start, end up, you know, I don't know if you eat the people, if they're starting to eat the people, but it looked like they use some kind of uh, fibers through their mouth. Uh, to uh, pass on this uh, fungi, and uh, the whole bo- the whole show has uh, is about different characters and how uh, how these characters uh, go and live through this pandemic of uh, mass fungal infections, and you know you, you kind of see how uh, the world turns into shit, um, and then. You know, you see how these people were communicating with each other. Um, and then that's when the story is based on these people uh, that were communicating. And then it really just follows two characters. Um, Joel, who is the actor from uh, Mandalorian. Uh, his name's Pedro Pascal. Um, and he's really there to, well... You later, you, you find out that he had a daughter at one point, and then when, you know, the mass uh, pandemic uh, from these uh, the fungal infections took over the world, he kind of lost all of his family. 
Um, and then he ended up becoming this smuggler uh, that really... He, he really was only one-minded, like he only thought for himself because all of his family was gone. But then he had to escort this uh, teenage, uh, I, what would I say? She she's, she's basically immune to the disease. So he had to escort her to uh, a certain place across the uh, United States to, to get her to safety and to, so people could either... Uh, one find a cure, or use uh her blood, or or find how she you know use her as an experiment to find out how she's immune to this uh fungi. But throughout this whole uh series, you get to meet these people, the characters, and Paul kind of you feel kind of sorry for these guys. You know, uh, I know it's a crazy situation in an apocalyptic world. But in this in this movie, they really make you feel sorry for the characters and make you have a connection with the characters, and that's something that I liked about it. You know, um, they did this throughout uh, the whole show. And um, one other thing I like about this uh, show was the the cinematography, which you know I ended up looking it up, and they ended up filming throughout Alberta, Canada, um, and. You know, it's amazing to think that HBO took a chance on a video game, you know, so they really had this joint production by Sony uh, Pictures Television and PlayStation Productions with a, lo with a lot of uh, other um, gaming companies like Naughty Dog, The Mighty Mint, and Word Games. Uh, but the score also of this show is amazing. Um, and it's, it, it just go, it coincides with the game very well, I believe. Like, um, I, I, I don't, I didn't play all of, um, The Last of Us, uh, but I saw, you know, a lot of the gameplay and I felt like a lot of it, uh, really had the same, um, scenes, you know, um, it really, did a good job, um, and it was definitely nominated for several awards, including 24 Primetime Emmy Awards, um, and it was one of the most watched shows of 2023, uh, with 4.7 million viewers on the first day, which was the second biggest for HBO since 2010, um, so a lot of people are paying attention to this show, I think it's a lot different than like The Walking Dead. That's why I didn't want to compare it to The Walking Dead. A lot of people would compare it to The Walking Dead just because of how apocalyptic it is and just how gruesome also some of the killings are. But to me, I feel like they don't touch up on the characters like they did uh, on uh, The Last of Us. Uh, Walking Dead was more like real time. Um, and The Last of Us, they like to go uh, forward and back and kind of foreshadow. Uh, so this was a great show that I would probably recommend to anybody. I I don't know why I was so late to it. Um, just, you know, when it comes to shows, I really wanted to just marinate with people, uh, hear what people have to say. 
and then take my own opinion. And I, I have to say this was a great show. And I can't wait for the second season, which should be coming out in January. So we're not too far away. Um, so make sure you guys check out uh, The Last of Us. I know it's an HBO uh, series. So you can find it on your HBO uh, streaming site. I've been watching it on Cody, but it's been a great experience. So make sure you guys check out The Last of Us. And this week I was listening to a lot of different music. As always, but I wanted to talk about one of my favorite hip-hop artists. Uh, and he's been coming up along the way with some great music. Um, and this is his second studio album. His name's Dave East. And his album's called Fortune Favors the Bold. And he dropped it off of Def Jam and Mass Appeal, which is uh, Nas's uh, record label. Uh, but... He worked with tons of different production with this uh, latest album. He worked with Cool uh, and Dre, uh, Don Cannon, White Mike Mil Mike Will Made It, uh, RZA, Fifteen Hundred and Nothing, uh, and there's guest appearances all over this with some new to new artists to a lot of old school artists. And then a lot of artists, I think a lot of artists that are trying to re-emerge themselves. Uh, but this is definitely one I did not want to miss. Um, I'm a big Davies fan, like I said. Uh, I've been a fan for him for a long time. But I really started uh, really liking him with his uh, last album. Um, and his last album definitely had... You know, a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of different um, sounds to it, which is why I like his kind of uh, music. Uh, but he really emerged in uh, 2010 and really gained a lot, like my attention. Really, in 2014, he had tons of different mixtapes, uh, but it was his Black Rose mixtape that really changed his uh persona um and then with like i said his last album uh which when he signed with uh mass appeal and he also signed with mass appeal while fashion was also with Ma with with mass appeal so that that was a big thing for him um and his last one was called survival which was uh I think 2019. So this was a, a long time coming for him. Um, I couldn't wait to get into the album. I mean, I whenever I get a Dave East uh, project, I definitely listen through the whole way. Uh, but then I start finding, you know, my own favorite uh, projects. But this one was definitely a lot different because it was a 24 track album um and throughout it you know you kind of get lost i feel like um in not a bad way it's not a bad thing to really kind of have an overwhelming track list um it just made me feel like i need to go back into it and uh find another couple songs that I like uh, 
um, and then play it through again and then find a couple more songs that I like. So I've only listened to it about three times so far um, and still have not got through the whole 24 songs. So it is a long, long album, which I feel like it's a great thing, especially for a summer album. You have a lot to really listen to throughout the year. And I feel like a lot of these artists now are starting to put out longer albums uh, just because of uh, streaming, um, the way that streaming is these days, the the way that uh, an album can stream. Uh, but also, we're looking at uh, bonus tracks. We're looking at other things that they, they're starting to implement uh, to, to the album sales. So this was a great drop, I felt like especially right now for uh, the summer. And I feel like Dave East has always been a great artist and he's been always constantly pushing himself to become better. And I think, I don't know if that comes from being from New York or if that comes from being under the Mass Appeal name. Uh, but I feel like this last album, um, a test for what he's been working on the last couple of years and uh definitely having the names along with it on the album helps him out along the way uh but the track list like i said had so many different names but the names that really i gravitate towards are uh ty dollar sign and jd kiss which both uh artists really come through and help along the way with davies as you know the I feel like Davies is a lyricist, and uh, you you just got to really hear these collaborations, especially with these types of artists, um, and you probably find your own, you know, favorite songs off this one, especially with its 24 uh, song long, long, and I feel like, you know, when you look at the, 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 um, the track list, uh, you see that it starts kind of slow, and then it gets real good towards the end. And then right at the end, it gives you the, the bonus track, which I felt like could be could be uh, almost a heads up to what's coming out next. And that's what I like about, you know, how these people are coming out with albums these days. They're, they're coming out with new creative ways uh, to get you to listen. And this is a great one, I feel like, because Dave East is one of those motivating, you know, hip-hop artists that he came from the mud, and now he's working his way to become something better. Um, and that's why I gravitate towards his music, and that's why I want to continue to support and listen to it. Uh, but if you are looking for something great to listen to this week, Make sure you listen to this album. It's called Fortune Favors the Bold. And my favorite songs off this album are Long Way featuring Corday, Hustlers featuring Tyga, and Good Things featuring Ty Dolla Sign. So make sure you guys listen to this album. Give it a chance and let me know what you guys are listening to this week. And let me know what you guys think about Fortune Favors the Bold by Dave East. And this week I want to continue talking about that Readly Lab of uh, that it was exposed uh, earlier in June, um, and court documents detail the horrors and dangers of the nature of this illegal lab in Readly, and exposed 
months ago by a city code enforcement officer. What was found, I think that was is what's in awe right now as the fire chief uh, sent a letter out to city officials describing as a potential disaster for the city. You know, they found nearly thousands of bioengineered mice. Uh, they found vials of blood and infectious diseases, like I was saying last week, including malaria, E. coli, chlamydia, COVID, and others were found in that warehouse in Reedley. Um, so a city of Reedley code enforcement officer fo first noticed the illegal lab in December where she says she uh, had a signed lease for the property that shows the company moved from Fresno location to Reedley in October of 2022, just over a month before it was discovered. And for the first half of 2023, the process of cleaning the Reedley location was stuck in court. Electric, electrical issues uh, arised as they were running refrigerators and freezers that went below 80 degrees. Uh, 80 degrees below zero. I'm sorry. They had freezers that went 80 degrees below zero. Uh, there were also unmarked highly flammable chemicals that were stored in that warehouse. Um, but officials were really saying that they were at risk of a possible explosion, which prompted, you know, the fire chief uh, to send out a letter to Reedley's uh, city manager. Uh, and in that letter, I think it really just focused on how to evacuate a lot of the chemicals and how to uh, not create an incident at the warehouse. Um, and this evacuation would include the Reedley Police Department, Reedley City Hall, and uh, the main office of Kings Canyon Unified School District, uh, and 12 other homes that were in that whole vicinity of the warehouse. Uh, but due to, you know, the gas station that was next door to the warehouse, the fire chief had to really make a decision to increase uh, the potential disaster for the city. And he wrote in the letter that it was instrumental that the city get warrants to go into that property since city, county, state, and federal agencies have all been approved to go in. So court documents on the illegal warehouse in Reedley could be seen. Uh, and I, I didn't see those documents, but I, I definitely want to take a look just to just to see, you know, uh, what exactly what was entailed. But in April, government officials, uh, like I said last week, euthanized 700 of the mice found inside. At the beginning of July, they were removing the chemicals and other products which were coming in for months. And city officials want to make it clear to the public that they were are not nearly in as much danger as they were in April when the letter of the fire chief was written. So the dangers from April to June were not as high, but still, this was not really talked about unknown. Um, but in that statement, 
the California Department of Public Health revealed that their staff members are working with these different local um, partners as well as the enforcement authorities to assess the uh, situation and added that it is an ongoing investigation. But we do uh, find out kind of a timeline of uh, this right here, what what has been happening. And it really started, like I said, in, uh, in October, which uh, that's when the, they found uh, the public health staff received a complaint about the chemicals at the Fresno location, but they did not get any access. Um, and then they fast forward all the way to December 20 of 22, when a really code enforcement officer found a green garden hose um, at the location in Reedley. And then they ended up contacting the FBI uh, to really evaluate potential public safety risk. And they ended up finding that they had these freezers uh, and they ended up having to ban uh, biotechs, um, COVID tests that they were coming out with. Um, and this is when they did a, a full shutdown. So on, on Mar March 16th of this year, uh, the court granted uh, an inspection warrant, and that's where they found 55 gallons of ethanol in the warehouse, six empty containers of liquid nitrogen, and all these items, you know, they were in the vicinity of each other, um, and throughout this whole process, they were uh, just trying to get these products out of this warehouse. But by April 21st, the county issued this first of three health orders and uh, they were able to contact Prestige Biotech and they were communicating throughout that time. But two months later, on June 26th, that is when the judge issued the abatement warrant. And a week after July 4th holiday, all the biological materials were removed and destroyed by Fresno County and other agencies. So as of Tuesday, the city of Reilly is finishing up the cleanup effort, including the removal of freezers, furniture, and the medical equipment. Uh, but by this time, you know, they're, I think they're also trying to get another permit, this, this uh, medical uh, agencies try to get another permit to come back into uh, Fresno County and uh, work under uh, a new license. So I'm not too sure exactly exactly what's going to go on, but I just know that more details have came out about what was in there, how long they knew about it. Um, and this was not brought up to many people, I feel like, you know, especially the people around the area of Reedley that were in threat. Um, I just hope, you know, this impact um, didn't have enough on us. You know, um, they had approvals to operate here on the state level, uh, but the company, you know, despite of what, what was happening with their, COVID test, um, and also the dismantling of their assets, you know, um, 
they tried to apply for um, a medical waste generator, but it's I don't think I don't think it was able to go through. Um, and a lot of the stuff that they were using, a lot of the chemicals, uh, they did not have any permits for. Um, I just think, you know, the Fresno City is getting a lot of criticism right now. I think a lot of the, a lot of the local leaders are getting a lot of criticism right now with this. And it's just been a, a, a crazy thing, you know. Um, they had to shut down a lot of the... Areas around there, um, especially like a supermarket, uh, they had to shut it down. There's been a like a, a local, I, I don't know if it's a myth, but um, the supermarket had to be shut down just because of uh, the lab mice in Reedley. But, you know, they're going through these steps of the investigation and, you know, it, it's almost also a business move in a way. I, it's kind of crazy how this how these things happen. Um, and there's a lot of mitigation to go on, uh, especially with the plans of the of these uh, highly hazardous materials. Um, everything else is going to be on the local level. Uh, so we're going to have to see how this plays out. Uh, but the really city council... We'll have a meeting, um, and I know, you know, there's been other presses uh, about uh, this story that have not been true, you know. Uh, so you got to look at where you get your uh, news from, but this has been something that I've been looking at and paying attention to, so I just want to let you guys know the new information that we found out. And this week, I want to continue to support our local music scene, as Ramses and T.A. The Handful drop a new video. Uh, these two have been smashing it throughout the summer uh, with their new video called Catastrophe. And you can find that on all social uh, platforms. Uh, they got it going on Facebook. Uh, you can find it on Instagram. And you can also find it on YouTube. Uh, but this video, and to me, these this duo of Ramses and T.A. The Handful have been working together for a while now, especially in the studio, uh, especially in music, and they these two have been doing it uh, real well. Uh, but one thing for sure is uh, that I've been feeling T.A. for a while now, and you know it because uh, I had him on the pod for uh, an interview with... Um, your boy, the fee. Uh, but he also just dropped a new freestyle video, hot potato. Uh, and this is the one that I really wanted to talk about just because I like his flair. I like his style. I like what he's been doing and he's been doing it in a big way for the city. Um, he's been making big moves and I just hope everybody is aware that TA is, uh, on his way. I mean, this guy, he's boomeranging, He's definitely uh, making the moves uh, to solidify himself as one of Fresno's pie, uh, top artists right now. I uh, I think he's one of the best. Uh, so hopefully you guys take a look at these new videos. Um, I'll even post them in 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 the in the pay, on the page uh, to let you guys uh, take a listen and watch and 
hear what we got going on in the Valley. So make sure you guys check out T.A. The Handful, uh, his freestyle hot potato, and then also make sure you check out Ramsey's and T.A. The Handful in their new video, Catastrophe. Now let's talk about some local sports. And this week I want to talk about our Fresno State Bulldogs as they're in full pads this week in their fall training camp. And they were talking about uh, basically with Jeff Tedford about the Pac-12 situation right now and what a couple of uh, days of camp they had. Uh, But one thing for sure is to hear uh, that the Pac-12 is is falling apart, really. Um, We got to see exactly what this might entail for Fresno State as you know this it's just been a wild wild week for conference expansion at whole you know uh, Fresno is looking for either Pac-12 Big 12 or Mountain West I'm not too sure exactly what's going on but if the opportunities are there for the Big 12 with a such wild realignment weekend it felt like um the conference is up to like 16 teams i think up to big 12 but still uh you know i just don't think federal state is big enough to to get to a big 12 uh division but uh will it make a move west uh you know get 18 teams from the west coast and landscape a new Pac-12 kind of deal. Um, it's going to be about who has the most views for television. Uh, as you know, you're, you're working for basically the television agencies. And I think it would make a lot of sense uh, for, you know, just the Pac to really stay with West Coast with West Coast teams, um, I think in college sports it should be all about regional areas. So California, Northeast, we got you know Vegas and Idaho, and you know just West Western Coast teams should be in the same division, I believe. But it's gonna it's gonna be all about money um, and basically the athletic situation, you know. Um, but they're now, now, now navigating the Pac-12 schools as, uh, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah bolted for the Big 12, and Oregon and Washington have bolted for the Big 10. Um, after the recent additions, the Big 12, soon to be 16, will have programs from Florida to Texas and Utah all the way through... America, Iowa State, Oklahoma, and Kansas, uh, but it is missing a West Coast presence. So Cal, Stanford, Oregon State, and Washington State are going to be remain with the Pac-12, which was known as the Conference of Champions before its failure to secure really the media rights deal beyond this season, which led to this mad exodus of these colleges and breaking away from um, the recent Pac-12 division. But Cal and Stanford 
reportedly inclined or interested in partnering with the Mountain West. Um, but they're also considering the Big 12, which could end up in the Atlantic Coast Conference or the Big 10, while Oregon State and Washington State are in a scramble looking to make the best what basically is a bad, bad situation for some of these smaller teams. Um, but I, I think Mountain West should be weighing their options right now and seeing uh, which teams they could add, especially if they could add, you know, a Stanford uh, to their to their uh, number of teams, it would be a great thing for the conference. Um, as, you know, the Bulldogs have been front runners for a long time in 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 the in the whack Mountain West. So going into a Pac twelve or whatever a Mountain Twelve or whatever it would be, um I, I feel like with the addition of Oregon State, with the addition of Washington and Washington State, it could be a good remodel for that division, you know, uh, Mountain West or whatever. So I think there's just, there's just a lot of conversations right now. Uh, where, when, um, how much to, you know, uh, there's been conversations I know with, uh, the Bulldogs, uh, leadership with the big 12 and they've been discussing since January, I believe. And also, University sources say they have continued this week uh, with the defections from the Pac-12. So the the president of the federal state right now made it clear on Tuesday that it is in time of extreme changes as he continues to s explore all possibilities and all options, including expansion efforts uh, by the by the. Um, Mountain West. So, however we see it, I think we need to be aware that Fresno and Fresno State need to be valued at a national level now uh, for what we produce. We have some of the best athletes in all of sports. Football, baseball, basketball, um, not including some of Fresno at that has some of the best athletes in the world. Um, so in order to do that, we need to really get the viewers. We need to get people to, to view our games. And the only way to do that is to get on the Pac-12 or the big, going to be the big 16. Um, but we need to be able to, to, to showcase what we have um, here from our small city of Fresno. Um, and hopefully it could come up in a bulked up Mountain West conference. I, I would like to see us stay in the Mountain West and Mountain West continue to grow. Like I said, add Oregon State, add Washington State, try to add Stanford. I just don't think Stanford is, they just have too many other great, sport teams and I would have to say women teams as well um so th they have a lot to 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 lose I think if they were to uh go into the Mountain West uh but 
I think you can grab Oregon State, Washington State, and Washington at that. Um, and maybe, you know, get a bigger Mountain West division. Uh, but we're going to see because the Big 12 has a lot of uh, a lot of steam ahead. Uh, Pac-12 looks depleted right now, a lot of up in the air. So cash is going to be key right now, um, and it, especially for the Big 12, you know, expansion, um, which, like I said, they added Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah. Uh, and the Big Ten added Oregon and Washington after already getting uh, UCLA and USC. So it's going to be crazy to see these Pac-12s moving to the Big 12 uh, and to see what kind of uh, division they're going to set up with that Pac-12, which, you know, the conference... And the revenue is nothing near what the Big 12 or uh, what what these other big, like the SEC conferences are making. Um, I just think regionally you should have all the schools in a region versus another region and redo all of uh, college football. Um, it's needed, especially with the new rules that they have uh, allowing to play players. I think, uh, I think these rules need to, these uh, viewerships need to be changed, not only for uh, the smaller schools, but the bigger schools too. So I don't know what to, what to, what to make of it, but I want to know what you guys think. Do you think the Bulldogs should stay in the Mountain West? Do you think they should go to the big 12 or even uh, ship to uh, the Pac-12. So let me know what you guys think. Now let's talk about our Central Valley Fuego, who has a 5-2 and two and 13 record, and they remain 11th in the USL 1 division. And on Saturday, they had one of their first games, and they lost to Chattanooga 1-1 uh, to one, uh, at home. Or they didn't lose. They, they they tied. I'm sorry about that. They tied one to one at home, uh, and Madrid scored in the 32 second with a with a a goal, and then they ended up tying right in the 91st minute um, of time. So they ended up tying for that game, but then they ended up playing South Georgia and lost two to one on the road. Uh, they just couldn't get it together, had too many penalties, and did not have enough shots on goal. Uh, but they will be playing next on Saturday, August 12th, versus Lexington SC on the road. So make sure you guys are still cheering on your Central Valley Fuego. Now let's talk about our Fresno Grizzlies, as their record holds at 27-11, and 11, as they are first in the California North Division. And last week, they were on a roll. I got to tell you guys, man, I've been proud of these Fresno Grizzlies this uh, season as they went on a roll last week on the road. They got 5-1 uh, and one for the week, um, and they ended up beating the, as they played the Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. Uh, they won their first game 2-1, to one, 
beat the Quakes the second game, 7-2. Got the third game, 4-2. Got the fifth game, 2-1. And then on Saturday, got their, uh, sorry, their fifth game on Saturday was 10-9. And then they lost on Sunday, 2-7. And this week, they are back on the road versus the San Jose Giants. And they are on the edge right now as they're 0-2 in this six-game road trip. Uh, they lost their first game 5-10, to and they lost their second game 0-2. to But they got four games left throughout this weekend, and then they'll have another road series versus the Modesto Nuts next week. So make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Grizzlies. And I just want to remind you, next week is Friday Night Lights kickoff. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your local sports and also on your local high school football. It's going to be an exciting season. I can't wait to just bring it to you guys. Uh, There's going to be a lot of different teams that I'm going to be paying attention to, so make sure you guys tune in. And now let's talk about the MLB. And you know we only talk about the NL West on this pod, so let's talk about the Dodgers, who remain first in the NL West at 67-46. and Uh, Last week, they had a four-game series with the Padres, and they ended up going 3-1. and uh, they end up beating the Padres their first game 10 to 5. Then the Padres beat the Dodgers 8 to 3 the second game. Then the Dodgers beat the Padres 8 to 2 their third game. And then on the fourth game of the series, the Dodgers beat the Padres 13 to 7. And then they ended up taking on the Diamondbacks for a two-game series, which they ended up beating the Diamondbacks 5 to 4 on the road and then 2 to 0. And then this week, the Dodgers are back home. For a four-game series versus the Rockies. And then they'll be taking on the Brewers over the week. Now let's talk about the San Francisco Giants. Who are second in the NL West. With this record of 62-53. and And last week the Giants took on the Athletics. And they ended up losing both games to the Athletics for the Battle of the Bay. Uh, on the road too, but the Giants lost one to two their first game, and then the A's beat the Giants the second game eight to six. Then we had a three-game series versus the Angels, which we ended up getting one game and going two uh, one and two for the series. We got the first game eight to three, then the second game the Angels beat the Giants seven to five, and then the third game four to one. And now the Giants this weekend will be on a three-game series versus the Rangers and then also a three-game series versus the Rays, both at home. So make sure you guys tune in more for the San Francisco Giants. Now let's talk about the San Diego Padres, who are fourth in the NL West right now. And last week they ended up playing against the Dodgers, and uh, they ended up going 1-3 and during that series then they took a two-game series versus the Mariners on the road Uh, they lost their first game to the Mariners zero to two and the second game the Mariners beat the Padres six to one 
And then this week, this weekend, the Padres will be on the road again versus the Diamondbacks, and they'll be back home um, during the week versus the Orioles. So make sure you tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your California NL West teams. Now let's talk about the NFL. As last week, we had the Hall of Fame game, which was just just the appetizer. You know, the real meal is yet to come. Uh, and we start off tonight again, week two of preseason. And this week, we're going to have 16 games of action within four days. So 10 of those contests will be on the NFL Network, starting with tonight, Texans versus Patriots. And then all the way through Sunday with the 49ers and the Raiders in Vegas. Uh, Many starters will sit, but a lot are fighting for jobs right now. So there's a lot of exciting rookies and a lot of professional debuts and a lot of players that are there to prove themselves. Um, A lot of teams need to find their QB one. Some need to find their wide receiver one. Some need to find their running back one. Uh, So we'll be anxious to see which teams will be performing the best. Um, And there's going to be great games throughout this week as, you know, I feel like preseason doesn't get enough respect. And, you know, it is due to it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for these teams, but get them at risk to, you know, hurt themselves. But some of the best games this week, like I said, there's 16 games. I'm just going to mention a few. Texans versus the Patriots. Vikings versus Seahawks. Steelers versus the Buccaneers. Falcons versus Dolphins. Packers versus Bengals. Giants versus Lions. Colts versus Bills, Jets versus Panthers, Jaguars versus Cowboys, Eagles versus the Ravens, Chargers versus the Rams, Chiefs versus the Saints, and the Niners versus the Raiders. And I thought I said a couple, but it looks like there's a lot of great preseason games. Um, A lot of these teams, you will not see them play each other throughout the season. So it's going to be great to see uh, who will be out on top. Uh, and, you know, as these next couple of weeks go through really quick, we're getting close to fantasy as well. So make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And I just want to talk about the latest move that happened for the Heat as a trade for the Bulls' DeMar DeRozan in a blockbuster bold proposal. Uh, and I I don't know if it's a trade that happened or is it, it was happening, but it is a proposed trade. Um, and the Heat want to trade Kyle Lowry, Jaime Jacquez Jr., and Nikola Jokvic to Bulls, for Bulls, DeRozan. And, uh, and I know for a fact DeRozan and Jimmy Butler are great friends. So people assume already DeRozan is not really a number one option on any of his teams. He's never really been, I guess, that number one option. 
So if you make him a number two option behind Jimmy Butler, I think that would make the Heat a lot better. And I know the Heat and the and the Portland Trailblazers have been talking about getting Damian Lillard traded to the Miami Heat. But I think that would require them to really give away a lot of their assets uh, and give up a lot of their draft compensation, which, you know, I think Miami really knows how to draft players. Uh, but DeRozan is a great player, averaging 24-plus uh, with four rebounds and five assists a game. He's great from from the field, and he's great also from, the, from behind the three-point line. He's 87% from the free-throw line. And he's a USC product and one of the top scorers and probably um, one of the best mid-range shooters in the NBA. Um, they're talking, you know, his age, which he's already up there at age 33, uh, making 28 mil next season. And he will become an unrestricted agent in the summer of 2024. You know, I, I think... If the Bulls are unlikely to sign DeRozan to an extension, um, I think they gotta they gotta go ahead and sign off this trade and uh, allow them to uh, gain these assets of Kyle Lowry, uh, probably some some other things on the line too, maybe some money because it, it or a signing or a signing uh, signing trade deal which would be the kind of the thing that they did with uh, San Antonio. Uh, but DeRozan is probably one of the best players of our gener- of this next generation of players. Um, and the Heat would get a hell of a deal for him uh, to acquire him. And I think Butler's relationship with DeRozan could maybe give, you know, Miami that advantage for a potential uh, championship run, you know. Um, they played all-star together. Uh, they were also teammates on Team USA. So I think right now the Heat are trying to trade for Damian Lillard, who has requested a trade for Portland to the Trailblazers. And I think that's who Lillard really wants to play for is the Miami Heat. However, you know, the Blazers and the Heat can't come to a deal the Heat will need to try to reassess and maybe think about getting DeMar DeRozan, which they've already proposed to trade. So why not go through with it? But, you know, you got to come to terms with the Lillard trade and maybe they could they could acquire both, both players. You never know. The Heat are one of those transcending teams, you know. They, they, they just know how to sign players. They know how to make great deals. So I'm anxious to see if Miami will win a championship next year if they're able to gain these two players. So make sure you tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NBA. But I want to thank you for pushing play each and every week. Your support goes a long way for this independent podcast. I just want to remind you guys just to support all your local businesses, support all your local artists, and support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 233.